Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by PRMG. PRMG is proud to offer AIM members world-class solutions that help brokers like you create speed to lead and compete with the large lenders. Enjoy a full suite of state-of-the-art technology and world-class training from the masters themselves, Barry Habib and Dale Vermillion, all absolutely free. Remember, we don't grow without TPO. Find out how PRMG and its competitive pricing can help you grow your business by emailing us at partnerships at aimgroup.com to get connected today. Welcome, everyone, all my broker family out there to another. Um, I'm looking really forward to this edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am the president of AIM. Uh, this girl uh, is, is well known throughout our industry. Uh, always happy, always positive, um, always looking forward to what she has to say, really successful. So today I'll be interviewing the broker owner of MS Lending, Michelle Dugan. Michelle, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my, my pleasure. I'm really looking forward to this one. You know, and I and, and probably I, I, I'm sure a lot of people say this, you know, like, Mark, you always say you're looking forward to it. So many, <laughs> so many damn cool people in our industry. You know what I mean? So it's I'm always, so true. Yeah, yes. I'm always looking forward to it. And, you know, and I just saw you uh, not too long ago at Fuse, which was a hit. Uh, I know you Incredible. had a good time. And, you know, what I mean, so we'll talk a little bit about that, you know, here and there and how sure. it relates. But let's I, it's all about you today, Michelle. So tell me. <laughs> Tell me, how did you get started in this industry? Because I, the reason why I keep bringing this up of why it's just for the mere fact of, you know, like I just did a, a presentation for, you know, newbie LOs, right? Yeah. And they need to know, like, we come from all walks of life here. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure your story is just like that. So go ahead. Yeah. So I actually, um, I started on the real estate side, working for a real estate attorney. I was a paralegal when I was going through college and um, I was going to go to law school and I wanted to have my own real estate law firm eventually because we're an attorney state here in Mississippi. And uh, I was doing a bunch of closings for this mortgage broker and I started sending him a bunch of business because my friends all knew that I did loan closings. And so they would call me to ask, you know, who do I call to get a mortgage? How do I buy a house? And I started sending him a bunch of business and he was like, why don't you just get licensed? And I was like, well, why would I want to do that? Like, I didn't know anything about mortgages, you know, as far as commission or, you know, pay structure, how that worked. I was like, why? I've got my job over here making my hourly wage. And I'm, you know, I thought I was balling at, you know, 21 years old, essentially. <laughs> um, and I was not. So, um, so yeah, so he encouraged me to get my license and I did. And then, uh, so I just thought, well, I'll just do that on the side as I go to law school. Well, right after I got licensed, um, I had a baby. And so that kind of thwarted my plans for law school. And I was like, oh, I'll just defer for a year, have my baby, get him a little bit older, and then I'll start back up and I'll just do mortgages until then. Well, the mortgages went really well. And so I was like, I don't know, maybe I don't want to spend $100,000 to go to law school. And I got, I really probably wouldn't have actually had to spend that much. I had a full ride to law school, which was pretty cool. But um, yeah. I just decided, I was like, you know, I could go back and do this at any time in my life, but I really like what I'm doing. And so that's, I just kind of fell into it. So, so what, what, what year did you start? And you know, when you went and got your license, what year was that? So I got licensed in 2006. Um, at the end of 2006, 2007 was my first full year in the industry. Um, I started working as a real estate paralegal in 2001. So I had, 
several years, you know, of experience before I got to that side of it. And we, I feel like we were kind of late to the, the whole like mortgage implosion crisis here in Mississippi, just because we're kind of late to everything, let's be honest. <laughs> but um, <Love> <laughs> so, um, so it really didn't affect us at all here until it started really impacting like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And when they started changing stuff with FHA and all that, um, so we were kind of in our own little, not, you know, just, we were just kind of sailing along. We, you know, I wasn't impacted because of all the subprime stuff falling out. I never did subprime lending. And um, we just kind of kept trucking along. Thankfully, we had some really good investors and we were able to survive through, you know, the tough years. But yeah, I started right before the meltdown. Wow. Geez. So yeah, you, you went through it as well. So, okay. So MS lending, when did you decide to start that? So I started that in 2019, um, in March of 2019. So I had the broker that I worked for for many years. He went through some just personal stuff, decided that he didn't really want to own the company anymore. And he sold it to a lady that was also a broker in town. And um, she had a great business, but she was going to get ready to retire at some point. And she ended up selling it to a bank. And once that happened, I was like, I don't really love this anymore. And um was starting to get recruited by a lot of people was still kind of younger, you know, and I was just like, Oh, that sounds amazing to have all these things like thrown at you in the retail side of things. So I went and did a little one year stint in retail and then, um, went over, hated that. Just sad note. Sorry for any of you that are retail, they're listening to it, but it was just not my jam after being a broker. And um, so then I decided to go back to a, another local bank thinking that maybe like banking would work out that time, you know, just being somewhere else. And all the while, like I had already come up with the name for my company. I had already like parked my website and all this different stuff. And so um, in the back of my mind, I was always like, you know, maybe I want to do this myself one day, but I didn't really think that I had the experience enough to do it on my own yet. And then finally, I was super miserable at the bank too. I was also just kind of going through some personal stuff. I had two little kids. Um, well, I say two little kids. I have three kids, but my, my oldest son was older. He was 10 and my little ones were like two and three. And I was just like, I just was not happy. And I was like, you know what? I want to get back to the broker like side of things. And while all this is happening, I have friends that are starting to open their own companies. AIM was um, kind of getting started back when it was still brawl. And I was like, you know what? Like, I think I can do this. And I just decided to kind of bet on myself and just went all in. And I was like, I'm either going to get in and I'm going to do it and it's going to work and be great or not. And I'll just go work somewhere else. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's what I did. And here I am. <laughs> Love the mindset. Okay. And, and then real, real briefly, tell me about MS lending. Is it just you? Is it multiple people? Like, give me, give yeah. me a breakdown of, of, of your staff. Yeah. So we have, um, we've got four other LOs that are working here for me now. So, and in fact, the broker that got me into the business, he and his son actually work for me now. Um, once I opened back up or once I opened up, he decided he wanted to come work here. So I've got four LOs. Um, two of them are located on the coast of Mississippi down in Ocean Springs. So we have a separate office down there. And then we've got a processor and another assistant here in the office too. And yeah, we're just rock and rolling little, little happy gang of seven. So love it. You'll love it. Um, okay. So if, if you're watching, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Not a lot of people watch this, even though people don't know it's on <laughs> YouTube, but uh, Michelle, you're wearing a vetted VA hat. I can see. I am. I don't know how to 
Get in there. It's probably my favorite ball cap that I own, but yes, I am. I love, I love me some vetted VA. Yeah. So which, which is going to bring me to my next point, which is veterans. Mm -hmm. how, how did you start working with the veterans? Why did you want to start working with veterans? Um, so I, I'll be honest, when I first started doing mortgages, I didn't do very many VA loans. I would get maybe one or two a year that would come in. I would fumble my way through them and just get them closed. And I thought that they were these super hard loans and the guidelines were just so crazy because they were so different. And I went to a VA class back in 2016 and the guy that was teaching it was just incredibly passionate about veterans and VA loans in general. And just hearing his story from the perspective of a veteran and telling about why it's so important to help get them into homes and explaining the guidelines that they're they're pretty black and white. And if it doesn't say that you can't do it, then you probably can. And uh, I think there's a lot of lenders out there that get confused over the gray area um, that seems to exist, but it's really not that gray. I mean, there's a, there's a big handbook and it's pretty big and there's a lot of stuff in there, but it's pretty simple at the same time. And I just felt like, I mean, I can't, I come from a long line of, I have lots of veterans and lots of active duty people in my family. And I was like, you know what? I didn't ever serve over there, you know, overseas anywhere. I was never active duty or in the military, but the least that I can do is help them get a home of their own and, you know, be able to help kind of plant their own roots somewhere after all that they've done for us. And once I started down that path, I just got incredibly passionate about it. The more that I worked with veterans, I love, I just love working with them as borrowers in general. And then I, like I said, I just, I love being able to help make them home after all that they've done for us. That's, that's amazing. That's awesome. You know, and, and I think in the broker community as well, we get some, some, some of us will sit there and go, oh, I don't know how to do VA. You know what I mean? But really it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a really, really cool program. It just, is. You know, I think you hit the nail on the head the best, which is if it's gray area, you probably can do it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, just this morning, I was like, uh, I got something from an underwriter and I was like, no, 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 I'm going to go get my handbook and I'm going to copy and paste and show you why you're wrong. Um, and, you know, and my whole thing too, though, with, with underwriters, because there's some underwriters that just don't know the handbook as well as we do because they're underwriting, you know, it, some companies, they're underwriting all kinds of different loans, not necessarily just VA. And so I love to help give them, you know, teach them a little bit more too sometimes because, Yes, they're underwriting it, but there's a lot of times that, you know, us as originators happen to know more just because we're in and out of them and we're looking at the guidelines over and over and over all day, every day. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fantastic program. I, I hate that there's such a bad rap in some markets, you know, with realtors and sellers and stuff like that. Um, I love to get an opportunity to teach a listing agent or a seller why the VA loan is so beneficial and how it favors them and their seller, you know, in those circumstances circumstances too. And I, yeah, I, I, I love a VA loan. <laughs> so, so, I mean, and we need to continue that message out there, yes. you know, because it's tell, tell us why, because other brokers need to mm -hmm. not shy away from them. And, you know, yep. in all honesty, realtors should never, ever shy away from them. That's mm -hmm. a, that's a whole different story, but why do you think it's important for the brokers to serve the veterans? Honestly, I think it's important for us because veterans get taken advantage of all day, every day. They are preyed upon by so many companies that promise them this and they promise them that. And a lot of times these people don't know what they're, you know, what they're signing up for and what they're getting into. And they look at a, these flyers in the mail because they get 
15 a month that say, hey, you should refinance to a 1.75 interest rate. What they fail to mention is that you're going to be paying, you know, four or five discount points and it's not going to make any sense. And um, but they don't always know that they just look at the bottom line and they're like, oh, I'm going to save, you know, for some people, it may only be $50, but it makes sense to them not realizing that they're using up all of this equity in their home and stuff. And I just I think that as a broker, we have such an incredible opportunity to serve these vets and get them into amazing rates, get them into, you know, homes with lower cost and fees. And not every lender out there is like that, especially some of the really big names that go after veterans day in and day out. I mean, one of the biggest names, uh, you know, when it comes to VA lending in the country is not even, I mean, they're literally just preying on veterans in my eyes because they're the name, the actual name of the company is like marketing research firm or something crazy. And then they have a DBA that has the name veterans in it. And so all of a sudden they're supposed to be this like great company. And that's not the case at all. Yeah. So, um, you know, one by one, you know, we can't necessarily go out and save them all, but I'm going to try to get everyone that I can. So I know you will. And, you know, we brought up, <laughs> we brought up the vetted VA hat mm -hmm. that you're wearing. Um, yep. How did you get involved with them? So I, I kind of knew Chris um, Griffith, who I have the utmost respect for. Um, he was creating quite a stir online on Facebook um, before he even started Vetted VA. And I had a lot of friends that were just in the VA lending community. And a lot of people didn't like the noise that he was creating and the way that he was going about it. And um, then as he kind of organized his own thoughts, I guess, and put Vetted VA together and I met him in person, I was like, you know what? Like, this guy is incredibly passionate about this and I don't know where, where he's going to go with this and what he's going to do, but there's going to be some good that is done behind him. And I put all the noise from any other person that I'd heard about him and I just took him at face value and I was like, Hey, whatever you're doing, I want to be a part of it because I know that there's going to be good that comes from it. And um, honestly, it's, it kind of revived my entire just outlook on the mortgage industry. You know, I think it's really easy for us to get burnt out because we do the same thing kind of day in and day out, you know, where it's just another loan with another borrower. But um, being able to reach so many veterans and just to be able to help them and to really feel like you're serving in some sort of capacity and we're not advertising and we're not, you know, we're not saying, hey, call me for a loan. We're literally just there to help. And then if they reach out and they want us to help them do their mortgage than we can. But um, it's it's given me back so much more um, just personally for my business. It's I mean, it's made me a better loan officer because of the accountability and stuff that we have. It's just an incredible program. I can't I honestly can't even imagine my business anymore without vetted VA. And there's days that I'm like, I mean, I'd still be, you know, I'd still be doing VA loans like I was, but it it brought back a passion that I was just kind of missing for a little bit because I was just kind of burnt out. Yeah, no, and, and Chris, great supporter of AIM. I, I, I speak to him here and there, and he's uh, it's always fun. And if you've never met Chris before, yeah. he's got this big scraggly beard. And you know what I mean? But he's one of the most approachable people out there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you and know. he and Nathan, I mean, and when he when he brought Nathan in with him, I was like, oh, my goodness, like this is going to change the world. <laughs> I really think the two of them together, like I always think of them as like pinky in the brain, you know, and it's like, how are we going to take over the world today? <laughs> I heard I heard uh, within the group, they're called mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, take kind of. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Nathan's probably going to kill me on that one, but that's okay. Uh, all right. No, Vetted VA, great group. 
you know, Amazing just group. phenomenal things of what they're doing. Can't speak highly enough about them. Yeah. You know? and, and speaking of that, you know, cause that's a small little community, but you still originate, correct? Oh yeah. Yep. All and, day, every day. And if I'm, cause I originate as well. Yeah. I think you and I have something in common here. I think I might be right. You originate in the town you grew up in, right? Your hometown? I do. Yep. Right. I literally live like three miles from my house is where my office is located, where I went to elementary schools, where my kids go. It's a mile down the road. My first home I ever lived in here is, you know, two miles down the road. Um, but yeah, I live, I live, work, play right where I've been pretty much all my life. Did a little, little tour through California for for a minute, but um, came back home and yeah, I, I'm right here where I grew up. Yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm originating my hometown as well. I can't, mm -hmm. I really can't imagine being anywhere else. But yeah. Was that, part of, was that kind of part of your business plan to, 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 to be in your hometown or did it just kind of happen? It just kind of happened organically that way, just because I was working for the real estate attorney that was right here in my hometown. And, um, and then of course, parlayed that into getting my license. And so I already had, I mean, I just knew a lot of people here. A lot of people knew that I was doing something to do with, you know, buying houses and refinancing houses. And so then when I moved into the mortgage um, side of things, I kind of already had a, a bit of a built-in clientele, I guess. I was also in that like perfect storm of where a lot of my friends were like graduating from college and moving home. And, you know, in the South, we do things really quick when it comes to, <laughs> to life and family. And so it's like, you get your degree, you get your wife or your husband and you get your house. And so, um, so that was nice. Cause I, that, that was like right when I got in. And so I had all these friends that I'd grown up with. And so they all called me because you don't, you don't really know unless your parents or somebody steering you along typically in the beginning. Um, so I had a lot of people that called me and it just kind of grew from there, I guess. That's perfect. I, I, mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. Uh, you're right. It was, it, it was a built-in clientele, but it's also, I, I know how the people around me are. I know how they, yeah. act. you know what I mean? Like you just know them better than you. And in all honesty, you probably feel that you can serve them better. As, right. as well, you know, and I love the small size, you know, helping out the community. So with you mm -hmm. being a big presence in your community, right, and everyone's known you since elementary school, right? Um, how do you go above and beyond? Honestly, I mean, I think that there's just there's so much competition in the mortgage industry these days. And I will say Mississippi is its own unique little world. Um, we're very like community bank heavy um, here. So a lot of people just walk into their bank if they want to get a mortgage. Um, now that I'm or since I became a broker originally and then learned more about that versus working with the banks, you know, I help to try to educate people on why they want to use a broker um, versus just, you know, walking into their bank. And it's, yeah, I just totally lost my train of thought where I was headed with that. So <laughs> if you want to edit that out, you can. <laughs> but, uh, Trust but yeah, me, every, every, every broker and originator listening to you right now knows exactly what you're talking about. You're going down this path and then something happens. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you were just how I differentiate myself. I mean, yeah. I grew up here and like you call and you're buying a house on the street. Oh my gosh, my cousin just bought a house on that street. You have to go meet them. They've got kids the same age. And it's like everybody around here knows everybody or they know somebody that knows that person. So that's one thing that's always been really, I guess, convenient for me is that when I get on the phone with somebody, even if it's a complete stranger that just happened to find me on Google, we end up like knowing some of the same people. I'm connected to so many people in my community that, 
you know, it's, I'm like, I can pick up the phone and be like, Oh, I think we're already friends on Facebook. And, you know, I get on there and yep, sure enough, we're friends on Facebook. And it's just, it's, you know, it's not a tiny town. I mean, where I am, we're right outside Jackson, Mississippi. So there's a, I would say there's probably around 300,000 people maybe in the metro area, but the city that I live in has about 40 to 60,000 in the outskirts and stuff. So it's not super small, but it's, it's still kind of tiny. Like everybody still knows everybody. And, um, I just I love to be able to teach them about why are my rates lower because I don't have to pay for a big building over on Main Street. I just have my little office over here by the railroad tracks. And yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of how I've set myself apart, just being a little bit different. And like I said, my my roots are here in the ground. You know, if yeah. I need something, I can literally drive down the street to their office and pick it up. I go to a lot of my closings still and see people face to face. That's you know, especially now that it's a digital age, I love to be able to show up at my closings and be like. Hey, it's so nice to meet you now that I know everything about you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, and I, I love that small town feel mm -hmm. as well. I mean, I respect, you know, some of the bigger players in, in, in our game that, you know, are licensed all over multiple states. Yeah. I, just, I And I'm fine with that. I just personally, I know for me and what I like where my circle is, I love helping out around here. Right. Um, all right. So let me shift gears on you a little bit on this one. Okay. You built yourself your own little community within reason and the, the brokers are better network and WMN. Why you love those. You're always in them. I don't know yeah. how you spend so much time in it. How in the hell do you find enough time to be in those all the time? Well, I don't think that I'm in there as much as it may seem like I am. I try to pop in and just stay, you know, connected and active and stuff. But really the big reason um, that I got so involved and like being so involved with these groups is prior to AIM and all of this back in, I guess, 2000, gosh, 13 or 14 um, had a group of loan officers on Facebook that all kind of got in a group together and it was bankers, brokers, retail. It was just a smorgasbord of everybody. And we all were all across the country and everybody just kind of showed up in this group and it was like, Hey, I need help with this. What are you using for that? And to be able to see how people are doing things in other areas across the country made a huge impact on my own business. Uh, like for, for instance, I was using paper files forever and I didn't even really know that people were going digital because I was in Mississippi and everybody used paper files. And they told me that you could actually do your whole loan digitally. And I was like, wow, that's really impressive. Right. <laughs> um, and so then I realized that there was just this whole world out there that I didn't even really know about lending because everybody had always done everything the same here in Mississippi. And, um, and I saw the impact of that community and what happened when we were willing to just show up and share and not worry about competing against each other. And even if we were down the street, you know, it was like, you know, what, I'm not competing against you. Like I'm competing against myself every day. And so we just, I, I'm a big believer that givers gain. And we, that's all we did in that group. We just gave, gave, gave to each other and all of our businesses. It's really like, we're still, we still have this group and it's super incredible to go back and look at the growth that we've all had over the last several, you know, gosh, almost a decade now, which is crazy. Um, but you know, everybody's growth has just been phenomenal. There's not really anybody in there that can say, hey, I didn't ever gain anything from this or, you know, I didn't participate and now my business is failing. Like everybody's just thriving. And so when I got involved with like Brawl and AIM, once I finally came over to the side, it was kind of the same thing. And it was like, hey, like, because things are a little different when you're a broker. You don't just... Right 
you know, walk in the office, especially when you're setting up your first broker shop, like it's, I mean, it's from scratch and there's no box that you just open up and start working. And it's just, I think it's incredible. All of the beautiful minds that we have here together, the people that are willing to share and give to help everybody grow. And it's, there's literally no benefit for them, but they know that there's going to come a day where they're going to need something. And I, I really don't feel like there's any question I could ask in the mortgage industry and not be able to get an answer within almost minutes just because of the communities that we've built and that I've been fortunate enough to be a part of. Yeah, no, those they're extremely important, you know, and I always talk about, I always talk about the brokers are better network just for the mere fact of, you know, it's not, it's not just because I want numbers involved in them, but think yeah. about all the experience and industry knowledge that each one of us have, whether it's newer knowledge, because everything's always changing or that yep. old school side of it. And I love that we're willing to share and help with each other the entire time, because I'm going to tell you right now, it has personally made my business grow. And obviously it made yours as well. Oh yeah. I, I literally, I don't think that I would be like sitting right here today and I would not have, I would not be as successful as I am um, in the broker channel without brokers are better. And just the network and the community that, that y'all have built and that y'all have provided for all of us. Well, big fan, big, big you're, fan. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a big part of it. And the Women's Mortgage Network Group, I always tell people I'm not in it for obvious reasons. And, uh, you know, what's that? Heard... What's, the, what's the reason, Mark? <laughs> yeah, just too busy. No, and, uh, you know, but at the same time, tell me a little bit about that. Why is that one so important to you? That one is really cool. So um, Women's Mortgage Network is a little bit different because we do let anybody in that's in the mortgage industry. You don't have to be a broker to be in there. So there's some retail, there's some bankers, there's some people that are just loan officer assistants, paralegals. Um, it's, and it's all women. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of women. I have, you know, my own podcast that kind of focuses on, on just women and our struggles and our journeys. And, um, I think to be able to come in there and it's kind of a safe place, you know, like I was just, it's funny. I was just looking at a post that I posted the other day and I was kind of ranting about a, a male insurance agent and the way that he had treated me over asking for some documents, you know, and I was like, I can't believe that they would say this to me just because I'm a female and he's a male, you know, and you can't, but I wouldn't want to go and post that in the brokers are better group because there would be men that would jump in and be like, well, this is probably what he's thinking and no offense to y'all, but our minds are, we're just different creatures than we are. Like our minds work differently. We have different struggles and, you know, we have different wins and we have different, you know, celebrations that we like to celebrate as women. And um, it's just, it's, it's such a cool place because we can come in there. We can talk about anything. Some days it's like, Hey, I need a really good self tanner before I go to this mortgage <laughs> conference, which, you know, what do you recommend? And then the next day, we're talking about how do you balance your schedule with your kids and your husband and your family and your work. And, um, you know, it's it, you think back like it's not all that long ago in the grand scheme of life and earth that women didn't work. We were expected to be at home and in the home all the time. So I feel like we're still, you know, we're still kind of carving our pay or paving our own path in this world. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm always going to fly the flag for women and support them. And that's exactly what that group does. It's been incredible. That is a phenomenal description that you just gave. Great job on that one. That's Thanks. awesome. No, I didn't I mean, even like, script it out. <laughs> <laughs> Those are always the best ones. I mean, I, I sit out there in the window sometimes. I'm like, what's going on in there? You know what I mean? Because I've yeah. heard nothing but great things about it. It's you know, and, awesome. And it Katie has awesome. always said, Mark, it's really, really cool. And, it is. You know, obviously she has a close eye in it. So no, that's, that's great. But that community side of it, I'm telling you, if you're listening right now, 
you got to be a part of this community. You have to. And it, like I said, it doesn't matter if you're a broker, if you, you can, you can be any part of like the mortgage industry and you can join it. And if you don't know how to find it, you can just find me on Facebook and I'll get you in there. But it's, it's wonderful because it's got everything you want, like any question that you want to ask about mortgages, anything you wanted to ask about kids and life. And it's just, it's a really, it, I mean, it's a big group now, but it doesn't feel that way. It just feels close knit. And then you walk into these big events like Fuse where you've got no offense, but there's a lot of guys in suits and ties. And then you see all these other women there and it's just the amount of women that are showing up at events now is growing. And I think that's really cool to see too. Yeah, really. It, it is actually, it's really cool. I mean, I'm, no I'm, offense, but this has been like a boys club for a long time. <laughs> I, I, there's nothing We're I can for say you. about yep, That's nope. right. I'm We're pulling up happy. our chair. That's right. <laughs> I'm, just <laughs> Get happy a that <laughs> I'm just happy it's all going on right now. So that's yes. great. Going to be more happy for, for, for that group. Um, all right, let's talk a little business here. And then yep. we'll get you out of here with another question after that. My my closing question all the time. I know we're all super busy. Let's talk about pipeline management. And I'm really interested about this one, your take on it, because it, it's a topic that's not talked about enough, in, in, in my opinion. Um, I think this is something that we need to start discussing with people more. A lot of people just think it's part of their process, and it is, but then it's not. So yep. I'm just going to put it out there. How do you manage your pipeline? So... Used to, it was an absolute dumpster fire and, <laughs> um, and I knew that I needed help with it because my business was growing and I couldn't just keep up with it the way that I always had. Like I, at one time I would just have a really simple Excel spreadsheet. And then there were times where I was using like a word doc and I would make notes and move files as they, you know, kind of came in and out. Um, and then I was like, there's gotta be a better way to do this. And I found it. Um, so I had like really kind of dove headfirst into monday.com. And I'll be honest, I didn't do it. Um, my amazing assistant is who kind of pushed me to like to look into it a little bit more. And so I did. And we have loved Monday. And whether you're using monday.com or whatever system and you know that you have. I didn't realize how important and how much easier it would make my job to have a true pipeline management system mm -hmm. that was not just in point or Calyx or arrive or wherever. Um, and it's not just a basic Excel spreadsheet. I mean, we've got all kinds of automation set up where it sends out all these auto emails and, you know, leads that come in, go over here. And then when loans are closed, it goes here. And we've essentially been able to create our own CRM as a part of it too. Um, so that it's, it's all, and it's just all integrated in one place. And it's like not super costly and we can build it out the way that we want it built out um, because it was such, I mean, it was, it's really just kind of a blank slate and you can just think it up. And that's what I love about my assistant. I can be like, Hey, I have this idea. Like, is it possible to be able to do this, this, and this? And then in 10 minutes, she'll be like, Hey, I got this fixed for you. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, what if we did this? <laughs> so like, I'm kind of the dreamer and she's the implementer, but it's been amazing. It was, a, it was a true game changer for us once we got the pipeline management stuff under control. That's great. Okay. So how did it change your business besides make it easier or you yeah. got more business? How did it, how did it, like, what was the big effect you saw? Um, honestly, I think the automation part of it has been a really big part of it or just 
has been really impactful for us. So, you know, in the mortgage industry, we're constantly having to update people and email them about this. And it's really easy to let leads fall through the cracks and not get back with somebody. And then you have, you know, a realtor over here is like, did you order the appraisal? And when are we closing? And where are we on this? And I can look at one place and I know exactly where I am on every single one of my files at any given moment. And it's all in one snapshot. I mean, I can pull it up on my screen and I can see who's locked, whose locks expiring, have we ordered title work, is it in? And it's all right there in one place. So it's really like for me visually, it's it's kind of the perfect thing for me. But we all, you know, we all have different ways that we want to see stuff. And so that has just been huge. Like the automation, I couldn't wrap my head around how we could continue to automate more and more on a small scale as a broker. You know, these big companies, they have a lot of automation and stuff, but they have millions of dollars to throw at it. I'm just a little guy in Mississippi. Like I didn't, you know, I don't have millions of dollars to build out these big systems, but finding this program um, has allowed us to put a lot of this automation in place. And so when you think about like, how much time does it take you to write one email that says, hey, just wanted to update you to let you know, da, 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 da. So if it's like five minutes for this email and then five minutes for that email, well, I mean, how many emails do you have to send in a day? You know, and you start calculating all that time that the automation is saving you. Well, that's an extra hour that I just got with my kids on Tuesday. And that was an extra hour, you know, on Thursday afternoon that I can step away because I don't have to send all these emails over and over and over again. It's just, it's doing it for me. And it's that honestly, the, the time that it saves and just from the repetitious type of stuff that we do all the time on every file anyway, that's what's been the real game changer. And it, like I said, it took me a long time to like kind of wrap my head around automation. But um, our dear friend, Sam Parker, that has my credit guy, he is he's huge. He's like the master of automation. And he kept saying, like, you've got to you've got to automate some stuff. You've got to dig into this. You've got to do this because it's going to give you more time with your family. And I was like, but how? Why? I mean, it, it only takes two minutes to send this email. But when you're sending in 200 emails. Right. I mean, that's, you know, now that's 400 minutes. And what is that going to calculate into hours? And so I went from working until, I mean, I mean, y'all know anybody that's in the industry right now knows how it's been for the last two years. And I mean, I, I was working until midnight, 1am, probably three, four nights a week. And now maybe one night a week, I'll work at night. And I've got my I've got my nights and my weekends back. And it's just it's it's been a major game changer. Our volume is more than we've ever been doing. And I'm working less than I've ever had to work in the past. And, um, you know, I, I have always kind of worked on my own. So I know that there's some people that are really good at delegating and like building teams that has not been my strength yet. That's something that I want to start working on um, now that we are getting the pipeline stuff under control, but I was trying to do everything and I knew that I couldn't. Um, and so adding our pipeline management system was literally like adding a whole another employee to the company without all the expense of it. <laughs> no, Michelle, that's a, that's a great way of saying it. I've never heard anyone say that you're, your pipeline management, your CRM, whatever system you have is like adding another employee. That's mm -hmm. a great way of thinking of, of it. Yeah. And it does not cost, you know, 40, 50, 60, $70,000 a year. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that was important. Yes. For us little guys. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, uh, you know, to, to keep going on this a little bit, because once I, you know, I said it again, it's just like, it, it this needs to be talked about. Cause some people get scared about it and that's fine. Some people stay in their spreadsheets and that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I personally use Slack a lot for my, for, for my pipeline management. 
but what were some of the growing pains you had? Like, what was the biggest hurdle you had to to do in order to get money? You're using Monday.com. So what was um, your biggest hurdle? The biggest thing I think initially, so when I, when we first started setting it up, I was like, okay, well, here's my spreadsheet I was using and I want it to look kind of the same. Um, but the, I think the hardest thing when you're setting up Monday is that it starts with a blank slate. And so most people open it up and they're like, uh, what do I do first? And you know, they've got all these different, like you can go in and choose all these other, I guess, where it's like already formatted and figured out for you, but it didn't really fit well for the mortgage industry. And so we just kind of kept, I mean, it's, it's an organic type system. Like you can go in and just make changes on the fly. So I feel like it's just constantly evolving and just getting better and better and better over time. Um, but going in like my, the very first thing I needed to be done was I need, I wanted one spot where I could look at all of my loans and see everything. And like I said, I can literally glance at the screen and I know whose lock's expiring today who has two weeks to go. Okay. We're closing on this. I mean, it's just, it's all right there. Like I'm really visual when it comes to that. I don't want to have to go in and spend 10 minutes opening a file and then scrolling through. How, do we have this? Do we have that? So to be able to get that snapshot all at one time was what was really like super important to me and we made it happen. So that's and then beyond that, too. Um, so we use lead pops, which I know a lot of people use. And what I was finding was that I was getting all these leads in and I was not having the time to follow up with them, you know, because I, I was busy closing loans and trying to do all, the, you know, put out all the fires that were right in front of me. So we built a follow up system for that so that it feels really personal. Um, sorry if you're a borrower and you're listening to this. Um, sometimes if you get an email from me, I might not have typed it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, um, you know, and everything is like typed out in my own lingo. So if we get a lead in, it's going to immediately send them another email back. And it's like, hey, do you want to set up a call? Click here on my Calendly. If you'd rather email, that's, that's fine too. Let me know your preference. And then um, if, you know, sometimes I'll just get a Calendly link right away and it's like hey you have an appointment on thursday with billy bob and it's like oh great okay billy bob and then other times you might not hear anything well if i don't hear anything then 24 hours it's going to send them another email and then if i don't hear anything again and i know that they were under you know under contract already and they were trying to shop rates then it's going to send them another email i can pick up the phone and call them and it's going to keep everything updated and it's like is this a warm lead are they house shopping did you know, did the contract fall apart and now it's a dead deal? Did they, you know, did we lose it for some reason? But we can flag everything and I can just keep up with it way better than I was ever able to in the past. That's great. Love to hear yeah. it. Love it's, to hear it. it honestly, like, I can't sing the praises about it enough. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm like, okay, Monday, if y'all want to like put me on salary now or start giving me like, if you want me to be your first influencer, I will. But <laughs> yeah, but, it, sounds, it sounds like it. I mean, you love it. So that's I do. Good. I really I mean, do. It, I love it. <laughs> I'm glad it's helped your business, you know, and, and people sometimes get, you know, kind of nervous about technology or automation mm -hmm. or I've always done it this way. But, you know, yeah. I, I tell people you should be looking at least monthly of, of your tech stack and everything to oh, see yeah. where you're at and maybe yeah. find something that frees up an hour a week, but that's a big hour. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, and the thing I think most people was like, they try to fit it in. It's like, Oh, I'll work on this for 15 minutes and then I'll work on it for 15 minutes. Like just carve out a few hours and really get in there, 
think about what you want to have. I mean, do you want to be able to like, I like to be able to look at all of my stuff, just like an Excel spreadsheet from left to right, like you're reading. Some people like it in columns. I mean, and you can do that. You can literally set it up however you want it to. And it's like, if you can dream it up, it can pretty much be done. Everything that it integrates with and stuff, it's, it's worth taking the time, whether you just carve out a whole day out of your schedule and decide I'm just going to work on Monday today. Um, or if you, you know, spend a Saturday and say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to literally change my business by spending this day building the system. Like that's what it will do for you. That's great. That's great. Yeah. All right, Michelle, I got one more question for you then we'll let you go. You've given us a great <laughs> amount of time and I couldn't be more thankful for it, but let's just say you're sitting up there on the stage at fuse. You got 3000, 50,000 people sitting there and they're all mortgage brokers, originators, processors, and you, it, the stage is yours. What's one piece of advice or one thing you want to get across to that audience? Um, I would tell them to lean in, just lean into their community, whatever it happens to be, whether it's your hometown community or whether it's a Facebook community. Most importantly, our broker community, lean into it. Like there are endless resources that are available. Every single person that's a part of Brokers Are Better that I've ever come across is here and they're willing to help. And I don't know of anybody that's not willing to open their own playbook and share. But, you know, sometimes you have to like, you have to put yourself out there and say, hey, I need help with this. And somebody will help you. And, you know, we have the most invaluable resource right at our fingertips. And there's a lot of people that get into the community. And I know like there's people that feel a little bit overwhelmed because there's people that have been there longer and, you know, just, just dive in. Like you're not going to regret it. All that's going to happen is going to be growth and acceleration from the point that you do. And truly like leaning into the communities has been the game changer for my own career. It's probably what's kept me in the industry, honestly. I think I would have gotten burnt out. Um, but, you know, don't ever be intimidated and afraid to say, hey, I need help with this and meet as many people as you can, connect with as many people as you can, because it will change your business massively. Wow. Was that scripted as well? Yeah, or no, was that I, didn't, I didn't even see that question ahead of time, actually, when I was looking over everything. So that, um. no, that's, that's great. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I tell so many people this as well as like, you know, there's every every type of person within our community. You know yep. what I mean? So you may gravitate towards some people and other people mm -hmm. not, and that's okay. But yes. I, if there's one thing they all have, their common denominator and all this is they're good people and some of the most yeah. intelligent people out there. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like if you love football and you want to just hang out with a bunch of people that are like football people, but in the broker community, like you can find that if you want the people that are running these huge, you know, massive shops and that's what you want to do one day, like you can connect with them. Like there's whether you're male, female, young, old. I mean, it's just there is every like walk of life here and surrounding you. And it's like, who, who, who do you want to be? Who are you? Because there's somebody out there that looks really similar to you or looks really similar to whoever you want to become and where you want to get to and where you want to go. And they'll help you get there. Perfect. So. Perfect. Michelle, this was all good stuff. I could, I could probably continue this oh. conversation for about an hour, but uh, we both have businesses to get back to. I know, and, right? Well, it's uh, so good uh, to see your face and get to chat with you. Oh, thank you. Yes. No, it's always a pleasure seeing you and talking with you. Thanks and for uh, you know, I just, 
I just want to thank you for sharing everything you shared with us today. Yeah, of course. Thanks y'all so much for having me. And um, I can't wait to do it again and see all of you soon. <laughs> and I'm sure we will. So brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, anywhere else where you can download a podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to it, rate it, leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spreads the word that brokers are better. And Michelle, you fit that mold perfectly. Thanks, Mark. Hey, I have one little thing that I need to add in here. Um, so I have some friends that are going to be listening to this and they're going to be looking for me to say the word spider monkeys. And I forgot to say it during the podcast. So, Hey guys, spider monkeys, please don't cut this out. It's really important. Spider monkey. <laughs> I, I think we have it. Uh, offline. I'm definitely going to ask you what, what that means, but spider monkeys it is. Awesome. So right. good to see you, Mark. And um, can't wait to chat with you again soon. All right, everyone have a great day. You do. Bye. Join our Brokers Are Better Facebook group. Be a part of the Brokers Are Better movement by joining the exclusive group for A members and independent mortgage brokers to share best practices, network, and help our community grow. Head over to Facebook and search for Brokers Are Better, select the group, and click to join.